0: We did it. We're live. Hey Chris. All how you right. going? All
1: right. What's going on?
0: What's going on, mate? We encountered our very first error before we even went live, but we made it anyway. Click on go. I'm live. so I'm excited, excited to
1: be talking about this.
0: Yeah, man, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna go for it. We're gonna make it what? full of energy and all the things that I don't have because of my in my very, very hot office, but we'll do it anyway. For forty five <laughs> minutes, we'll have the energy to do. It with. How you going, mate?
1: Have you, have you I am. I am having a fantastic day. I am Love just. I'm super excited to be talking with you. I am so excited. So sorry, I was sick the last time. Uh, uh, thank you for being able to pivot. The flu is a is a challenge. That's all it, I can say.
0: It's no fun. I will give you that. It's no, no, no fun at all. I had it once, and I thought I might literally die. Um, <laughs> so it's good to see that you. Back healthier, mate. Full yeah,
1: I, I, I'm. I'm excited
0: about it. Yeah, yeah. Tell us. Let, let, let's t- tell us about yourself. Who you are, what you do, what you love, and we'll take it from there.
1: All right. Yeah. Well, Last for those more. of you don't know, my name is Chris Wagner. Uh, I'm an analytics architect, or wait, a senior finance analytics solution. They threw in all the words. That's the lots of words. Down. Yeah, because yeah, you know, if you want the money, you have to have all the words. So right. I got exactly. All the words. Right. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> Uh, so so I work, my day job is I work at Rockwell Automation. Uh, for fun, I talk about data and Power BI. I'm a true, I, I mean, I'm a true believer in uh, making data accessible to everyone, really everywhere to help improve their lives, improve, improve the way they work, operate, and the the way they conduct themselves. And uh, so I, I do that on the side. So I speak, I run a YouTube channel. Uh, go check it out. I run uh, Kratos BI. A uh, home of the data gods, and are, are you are you are you are you sitting down? I've got a big announcement. Are you ready?
0: Go for yeah? it. Yeah. Reveal. Can we,
1: can we do it? Are you okay with that?
0: Yeah. I, I, All right. I, a, I could uh, do a drum roll, but just go for it.
1: Say. Okay. Well, we are gonna announce the first ever data Spartan. Whoa. So we uh, we have data gods, but now Whoa. we have data Spartans out there fighting for. That data proliferation and 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 data consumption and i know of no one better to be out there on the front lines in this incredible space other than mem uh so in the same way we, where we had you know like great artwork to to highlight all the great work that the data gods out there now the data spartans and you can see i'm even in build mode here right yeah. like, so this is this is truly raw truly getting stu- just. Getting out there, I am super excited to be working on this. This is th- th- this is just a, a passion project of mine. Um, so excited to be sharing out Mim as the first Data Spartan out there. And so, if you cool. or anyone you know wants to be a Data Spartan, hit me up on Twitter. Hit me up on LinkedIn. You know, let me know. Love to get some more people into that uh, uh, into that new title. So
0: that is just- very awesome. Very cool. Love it. I completely agree. You have the first choice of the first ever data Spartan is phenomenal for seeing on my Twitter timeline, every single BI tool, every single connector, not just using it, but deep into it. And really, yeah, I mean, who
1: else is out there fighting like, yeah. every day? Like, yeah, like it's Mim. He's in there, right? It like, is. holy cow. Yeah. yeah. He's and, just amazing now i'm gonna
0: to have to bump him even higher up my list of people who've said no to me and i still and
1: I really need to get on yeah no he, he's 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 incredible and he is not afraid to go toe-to-toe with you because he knows this stuff right like yeah. mim really knows his you know the data he knows how it works how it doesn't work he really digs into it mm. and like I, I, I mean, honestly, my first interaction with Mim, we we kind of butted heads because I, th- I think one of the important things that we yeah. need to have in this world is the ability to disagree, yeah. right? The ability to disagree to work through and come to a mutual agreement on things and and sometimes just exist not agreeing on something, right? And that's I, okay, right? I
0: disagree with that
1: <laughs> very much. How dare you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right, of course, yeah, it's very, very yeah, true. Yeah, but, the, but the, that, that was fantastic, right? Like mm. me and him, we, we had a back and forth where we disagree on something. And I mm. I think I, I come from an enterprise viewpoint where he comes from uh, the viewpoint of an individual um, contributor. Mm. And uh, I think the reality is the world needs both sides and both views. And we need mm. to find a way that we can enable both the enterprise as mm. well as an individual contributor.
0: And people pushing as well. What I like about him is like something, he doesn't like something, he just says it. And I think one of my favorite examples of that recently was the um, this... Oh, I completely forgot what it was called because my brain doesn't work in such heat. Um, the new Power BI release, the the, the um, Data Mart.
1: Data Mart, yep.
0: He said, I can't believe this feature doesn't exist. And I was like, but it's only been released five minutes. He's like, I don't care. Get it in there. I'm
1: like, yeah, love it.
0: Okay, fine. Why not, eh?
1: Just yeah. just keep pushing for more cool stuff. Right. Well, y- you know, the amazing thing about the entire Power BI and Synapse group is how open they are to input and to uh feedback. So hmm. uh, a bit of backstory on me. Um so I've been working in the data and analytics space for like 20 years, right? And I, I didn't I didn't start in IT, I actually started in the business and was like many of the people here were, you know, like, hey, this problem came down and business didn't know how to take care of it and it just didn't care right like well i don't know it's data right what are you gonna do with it so i built out this analytics around like you know, it was like for employee comp right this huge thing to showcase you know when you'd be doing better off you know and and when you went and, and it was just fantastic i absolutely loved it but i yeah. got started from there working inside of like an Oracle and a Hyperion and a Brio solution. Okay. And um, that naturally morphed into a Tableau based uh, front end with an Oracle back end. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I ran a Tableau shop and, you know, it was, I, I liked it. We are mm-hmm. able to, the big thing was creating hierarchies on the fly at the time. That was mm-hmm. something the tools just couldn't really do. Mm-hmm. And I started while I was managing that, I had like this POC space that I would spin up, you know. Just if I wanted to do some down and dirty analytics, I'd open Power Query and <laughs> you know I'd go grab some data, I'd mash it up inside uh, Excel, and then I'd throw on Power View on top of it. And okay. There, was, there were some issues when it came to like formatting, and I reached out on uh, on 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 LinkedIn to uh, the one of the product managers who had just said, you know, hey working on power review and mm-hmm. i said hey man it'd be great if we could add this sort functionality and um like the next day i got a phone call from him like he tracked down my business well wow. you know, this is before like like yeah. you know you, ha- you just call people on their so, like skype or something like that right like he had to like figure out where i worked f- figure out what the phone number was for that company yeah. call that company get routed through to me and then he, ha- he talked to me about what we needed and then two weeks later that feature was in was out in power view i was like yeah i'm like okay i'm i am i i switched i dropped tableau i moved over into the power bi space that's interesting um,
0: that's really interesting yeah
1: yeah yeah yeah. and so my point is they listen to feedback and Mm. that's why it's important for us to have these have have sometimes have tough conversations yeah, able to be listened and be patient, and then push for more.
0: I think it's cool when when you have that connection when you you know you have you know someone or, or you connect with someone on, on LinkedIn or of course some kind of social media. I did have this was a few a few years ago. I did kind of feel sometimes when you want to reach out for someone from a business perspective, like when i when I worked with my previous company that Tableau did a better job of making direct business-to-business contact than, than, than Microsoft did with Power BI. I have to say, this was a few years ago. I could be very wrong, but I just kind of, I got a bit, because my company were working with two the both tools at the same time, yeah? yeah? And we um we had a Tableau um, person and a Power BI person, and it, the, tab, the Tableau person had a m- much easier time of reaching out. However, it was, I think, towards the end, we then had like a personal kind of like, MVP, he went between and then acted like a middle middleman thing. Um, so yeah,
1: it can be tough. Uh, and I, I think one of the other big things, and we talked about it. You know, we were getting into it. I don't know if you've seen the story around like um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, uh, storytelling. But uh, Mark Walters had a great comment about you know it's more than just creating a dashboard or a report, but it's the story that you. As a narrator, or you as an analyst, tell when you meet and work with someone else, and mm-hmm. um, I think that personal touch, that ability to relay that information, tell that story to someone, is mm-hmm. is really key, right? So you know, if you have Tableau, you have Power BI, you have Domo, you have you know Qlik or whatever, right? If you can't talk, if you can't tell a story a dashboard or a report, or a tool is just a tool it's yeah. only going to have so much impact it's about how you convey that excitement how you convey that message mm. because how often do you talk to the ceo of your company yeah right like i saw that guy twice yeah. i mean i, I mean in lo- real life like i mean he's a nice guy i'm sure right but i just we don't interact that's um, and that's okay, right? Yeah. Like I don't really yeah. expect it to. Yeah. Um, but if if we find something that's interesting and that could change what's going on in our business, we have to have a means of telling that story mm. in a way that we can pass that story to someone else and they can carry that message on and relay that. Mm. And I, I think that's that's a key thing and why I'm super excited about the new power integration of BI. yeah okay because now you can you can really have a portal that allows you to explore and build in and, and dig in and then curate and distribute the stuff out and then mm. have that message in a format like leaders and managers and companies are accustomed to yeah. powerpoint you know have give it to them so that they could take it with them so.
0: given that you just mentioned you know it's you know you, you enjoy people you know it's a good to, to disagree and have conviction but I think I have I have reservations about the concept of data stories and I think the perfect example if you always see these these photos or these these um posts about them on, on LinkedIn and the classic is the pile of lego right you have the pile of lego and then you have it sorted and then you have like you have a house and like this is a data story my issue with all that is yeah but that pile of lego can be made into like 25,000 different things. So how do you know that the house is the right thing to the, that you have built with that Lego in this case, our story?
1: Oh, that's a fantastic question. And I I, I think that is, that is at the root of analysis paralysis, right? Okay. Uh, understanding what's the best thing to do mm. if it's not readily apparent can be an almost impossible task Mm. right that's where you start to get into your whole data science and all you know starting to try and attempt to evaluate all of the potential options forward right like if you think about you know you going on a trip right and i live Mm. in milwaukee wisconsin i don't know if you're familiar with uh, wisconsin but we're in the southeast corner Mm. so the north of us is green bay to the south of us is illinois if i said uh, well, and in, in Green Bay, the Packers play football on Sundays mm-hmm. and uh, on in Illinois, the Chicago Bears play on Sundays. Right. Mm-hmm. If I said, you know, hey, let's go to the Green Bay Packers game. I got tickets. You bring hot dogs. We'll meet at 9 a.m. I get my buddy's got beer. Let's go. I'll see you there you know exactly where to go, how to get there, right? You can you can plug that into a GPS and mm-hmm. you can make that journey there,
0: yeah.
1: right? If I said the same thing with the Bears, like you'd be able to do the same thing, right? But if I just said, hey, I want to go, go watch football, I'll bring some food, or I got tickets, you bring mm-hmm. some food, I got a buddy who's got some beers, talk mm-hmm. to you later. Yeah. But, I mean, technically, Chicago's closer, right? Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't I go down there, right? Like, You know, all sorts of things start to come into play when it comes to like deciding which direction you go, how you you get there, right? And that's where, you know, that that goes back to what I was saying around that narration and that story. Mm. I'll be able to talk it through, work, talk to the people, make sure that that message makes sense and that that's something you can execute on and deliver. Mm, And sometimes it's not going to be the highest priority and that's going to be okay, right? But at least you've delivered the message and you've delivered it in a message where in a way that people can take it and then choose to do something or not, right? Mm. Hopefully, they'll try and experiment with it. The book kind of talked about, like, "Hey, I think this would be an option if you extended your call center hours. Look at what could happen to your your uh, whatever numbers or whatever." And it seemed like it worked really good. Yep.
0: Interesting. Yeah, okay, yeah. I could I, I I can live with that. <laughs> it just it's something that it just occurs to me, and you know? it's not the it's not the fear of doing the wrong thing. It's because I mean, as you, just the the concept of the the idea behind storytelling, I never really looked at it from this perspective of storytelling. More like a, a, that there is a right and a wrong answer. Just that when you present it as something, I mean, I don't want to t- talk in terms of LinkedIn posts. You understand, but it's the 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 concept that there is this final thing which is absolutely correct. Because as you say, you can build something, but then needs to be modified because this part is wrong and that that part is wrong. Um it's more like the journey to take it through multiple iterations to see what exists within that data, I find yeah, more and, more interesting. And,
1: uh I I I think I coined the term the BS line, right? Like you want to have your data visualizations, yeah. but you want to look below the surface, right? Like mm. so when someone says BS, right? Like mm. you know, you come in and say, Hey, we need to invest in this, and someone says BS, that's not a Something we need to look into. You have the ability to dig into those data and find out more information about what's going on inside there. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, hang on a second. Here we yeah. go. So,
0: so, Enrico Bettini said this on Twitter recently Why do different competent people who have access to the same data reach different conclusions? There you go. I suppose this plays well, into what we're saying, right?
1: Well, that's exactly right. And, yeah we all come from different perspectives and this is where we have to be able to come in, have a conversation, um, you know, uh, agree to potentially butt heads, press back on each other and say, you know, no, I think you're wrong. Right. Mm. I think you're wrong. I think I'm right. And here's why. Right. And, and then if you've done it right, you can articulate back to me, why you think, you know, what, why I think I'm right and why you're wrong. And then vice versa, right? And then hopefully we can reach a, a good consensus on this. That, is the
0: thing, and I suppose if these if you have people who reach different conclusions, there might always be one or two things that they do agree on. They might have like ten things that the that, that, ten points, eight of which they don't agree on. But then have those two, and those two are kind of what you pursue first, and then everything kind of falls into place after that. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: yeah, yeah. That's, that's uh of yeah, that's a a great uh, observation, right? How do you manage and, and work through those things? Although I think sometimes there's contradictory things, right? Like you couldn't do, I'm going to go, you know, 10 miles north to Green Bay and then we'll go 10 miles south to Illinois. <laughs> that gets you nowhere, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Oh, man. I, I've got a question. You um, Citizen data engineering is also something, the topic that you um, oh. enjoy. What's, can you can you speak to that? Because it's something that I hear you mentioned a few times and- you love it. What is it? Uh,
1: I, well, I so it, it goes down to um, bringing data to people, and I think that the knowledge that everyone has is more value, or is you know, is brings value to this world. And them understanding what's going on in the business, what's going on in their job, they can be very well informed as to what directions, what decisions what needs to happen with the data. Mm. And so we want to do everything possible to enable them. Like if you have someone who works, like, I don't care if they're in a help desk. I don't care if they work at customer service. I don't care where they are in your organization. If they Mm. take an interest in data, I I want to get them tools Mm. that, um, you know, allow them to go in and start to explore and work with information and work with data. I also, I've seen the world, I re, or I remember, I'm, I'm young enough to, or old enough to remember uh, the days of access, right? Where the, the tools the people in the business use were completely and totally foreign from the tools in IT, right? Hmm. So that person builds out an ecosystem that's very useful, right? That honestly, I've seen it drive multi-billion dollar banks running on access databases, hmm. Because well, no one realized that that was pivotal. Well, yeah. okay, um, you know, now that effort to move off of Access is is horrible, right? It, it takes a long time. It's yeah. it's a huge effort. With the new tools that we have, we can give people Power Query in Excel, and we can say, "Hey, start to play around with bringing data in." start to like go through enriching data right okay hey awesome you're working in power query in excel i've got this great thing for you it's called a power bi data flow look now you can build out and manage a pipeline that goes into the service right Mm -hmm. and you can start to take that person from an ad hoc developer who works inside of the business to Mm -hmm. a citizen data engineer to Mm -hmm. an actual data engineer right like now you know is someone who's really interested in this can go down that entire journey, and mm-hmm. at the end, you know, they can be trained up on all these capabilities when it comes to working in IT, and they can get into DevOps, they can get into uh, you know all of these Git repos, and you know they can evolve to Databricks, but yeah. they can start where they are, and they can make those baby steps forward.
0: Absolutely. So. And I gotta say this these are some which I find really frustrating given all the points that you just said. It really frustrates me the number of job postings that you'll still see that require quite lengthy and impressive degrees, master degrees in this, that, which I'm not saying it's not good to have those things. It is, if that's what you chose, like, congratulations, well done, like very impressive. But to have that is the number one requi- requirement for job posts I find astonishing given all the things that you just mentioned, all the tools that are available. Um, Mm -hmm.
1: I I don't know. I mean, I have, I don't know. I, I, I no longer have hundreds of thousands of dollars in student loan debt, but you know, (laughs) I have tens of thousands of dollars. I have my master's. I, uh, I, I honestly, if I think back on that to to what you're saying, I really wish, and I've thought about this long and hard thinking about all these bills I've paid Mm -hmm. off, right? Like, Boy, I think we should be going out of our way to build out apprenticeship programs so we can find people that either exist inside of our businesses and skill them up mm. or exist inside of our schools and bring them up and, 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 and teach them these skills. Mm. Um, you know, like you said, if you want to go to university, and you want to do these things, God bless. But mm. if you don't, if you if you don't want to do that stuff, why shouldn't you be able to have a good living? Absolutely. why shouldn't you be able to you know have a family and mm. pay your bills and have a house right like absolutely all of these things are capable that we could be out there teaching people bringing them along
0: and I think it it, it also enforces a certain I'm not like demographic if you will of people who work in these industries as well if you come from a certain certain social background the barrier to entry is so high if you look at these things and say I need to have them I think a lot of people myself you of course many are in a situation where you know that's that's Damn, I was going to say, well, this is just bullshit. When you know that's bullshit, you, you don't need those things. However, if you're just kind of getting started, if you're interested, if you've done like a year's work, if you know you're good at it, to see this, you need like a master's degree. You'd be like, gosh, oh, I'm not going to apply for that, which is garbage. You should apply for it because if you can do the job, you can do the job. You know, that's- I was I was lucky in my current job because, again, I don't have those qualifications. I basically I had my interview and I said, look, the qualifications that you listed here, I don't have. And the guy who was employed said, he said, look, I don't care as long as you can do the job. That's fine. Great. This is how it should be. Um, but it's just job posting. I, I would say roughly 100% of job postings for this in, in, you know, the, the data analytics engineering, hundred percent will, will post that as a requirement. It's just, it drives me crazy.
1: Yeah. It, right. it, it is, it's BS, right? It, yeah. it's. It's people who work in HR who are trying to do their best and trying to come up with what yeah. a description and like okay it should be this level so they they throw those things in but they don't know what that really means right and yeah. to your to your point um I, I don't think any of those things really matter
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: what you have to do is you have to gamify the platforms and and mm-hmm. uh, you've got to have a resume that will. Beat the AI so it doesn't get filtered out, right? So yeah. you have a certain keyword match. But if you that's just to get the interview, when you meet with someone, to your point, I had an interview where I was, uh, I, I went in and you know they started to grill me on technical capabilities. And uh, I said, right off the bat, mm-hmm. that, these questions don't matter, Google exists, I can figure it out i solve problems i work with data and i'll take care of it and then okay yep and done like yeah. I, 15 minute interview you're in and you're out right because mm-hmm. you either know how to work through these things and do it we I, I tell people all the time if you want a job apply for the job yeah right just yeah. go in there right yeah. um gamify the system to get your resume through people but talk with the people and make sure you can do it right because yeah. i have interview people where it's like do you know SQL? t SQL, mm-hmm. right and they swore they did and then i brought them in and they're like googling select statement i'm like all right man yeah, you don't okay. know how to write a t-sequel statement uh yeah
0: yeah this <laughs> is this is not gonna work i don't know yeah. to tell you <laughs> yeah there's a, you, you gotta draw the line somewhere for sure that's that's
1: that's that's,
0: that's, that's very true um right yeah but, but I think
1: don't I... be afraid to go into consulting try it get in there yeah. And commit yourself to getting the job done, right? Yeah. Even if that means, you you're know, like, you know, if you're in your 20s or your early 30s or you're just switching into the space, like, spend yeah. nights and weekends mm. figuring out how the stuff works Monday through Friday, right? So you yeah. can get your jobs done and deliver. Like, yeah. like, there's no, ex- there's, uh, there's no replacing hard work, yeah. right? Like, if you didn't know it going in, okay, but learn it now and get there, right? Yeah. Agree with that. I mentioned that
0: the uh, Alex Powers a few weeks ago talking about you know what it takes to kind of learn stuff, and I mentioned that for me, it's about you know in my experience, it was about you know working after work, like sitting down and reading stuff and putting. In, and yeah, it does sound like it's, it does sound a bit harsh that if someone needs to kind of work outside the work and really kind of sit down and maybe if some late nights. Um, but that's it's it's a much cheaper alternative to, to really. Formal education, and um, it will—it'll will, for me—it'll will set you ahead because people will, you'll start developing this knowledge, and it'll just like appear there. And if you um, if you apply it to the messy data, if you apply it to the, the hard data, because for me, if you go to if you go to an office environment and you have this you know clean data, this is great. You can work with that. You can do a lot, but you're never going to learn like you learn with garbage, mobile, uh, garbage data.
1: Yeah well you you almost have to work with garbage data right in order to get to that point right be able to understand like hey i believe all data is garbage coming in Hmm. i need it at the end state to be good pure trustable reliable what does that mean how do i validate and test out the data that's being loaded Right. How because do I ensure quality, right?
0: People people will say in garbage in, garbage out, but then you can prove them wrong. Garbage in, and I'm gonna sort that out, and you're gonna get some beautiful on the other side. Because that's where the joy is. <laughs> in, my, in my nerdy experience.
1: <laughs> oh man. Uh, um you're spot on. Yeah. Uh, and 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 that's again why why we wanna have citizen data engineers. Yeah. Right? We want people who, who look at that and go, oh, this is just this is garbage i gotta sort it out and Mm. and uh, i think jeff or ben point out like hey you have to have a passion for this right you have to Mm. like it you have to want to do this right you have to see that this is an issue and you can envision a world where that's no longer an issue and you have to fight to get that world to that state right yeah
0: for sure this uh bring up from from Jeff. Don't feel that there was. Don't think you need to be at the cutting edge of the entire pub you This yeah. Feel free to go in deep in just one area or go broad. I completely agree with that because I went broad because I was like there's nothing. I was like yeah I want to be able to do a little bit of everything. Therefore yeah the 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 broadness uh, always helps. But yeah yeah I, I completely agree with that. It's to go deep in one area if you want to you know. Do that and stay with that, but uh, I think for me, I, I think from a purely Power BI perspective, when you when I first found it, when you first discovered, when you see it, it is more broad. Bear in mind, I would also say I I started in two thousand seventeen with Power BI, so early two thousand seventeen, and it's much more broad now than it was then as well. So um, yeah, I think if you go very very deep in one area, or if I did, I'd miss this entire universe of yep. uh, BI that were. Um,
1: well, and, and to Enjoying. that extent, I, I think it's, to to build on what you're saying, I think it is important um, for many people to to pick an area to go deep in, but to not downplay or eliminate um, the other areas, right? If you're going to go deep yeah. in Power yeah. Query, make sure you understand your modeling, right? Make sure you understand yeah. the DAX, right? Make sure you understand the visualization side. Now, you don't have to be a Miguel Myers, right? Putting together like artistic masterpieces mm-hmm. right but understand like what what is that front end dev gonna need when yeah. it comes to your data model right like yeah. oh you know what if i put these flags in as ones and zeros you know, it might be okay for adding things up but it's not great for toggling so you know maybe what? i need to do as and noes I
0: had this exact discussion this week with my team is so funny. I love that you mentioned that. Because yeah, I mean basically how I say you have to understand what the end result is going to be. Like, yes, you have you've got an entire process from you know you're taking your data, you're cleaning your data, you're structuring your data, but what is the end result? It's a power BI or a BI tool, it's gonna be in some way visual. Yep. And if you exactly the the data flags is an absolute classic, I'm literally saying I was Especially if you're building a report in a situation where you can't change much on on, on the final visualization area, like if you have a one and a zero, the average person might be like, "Okay, what's that?" I mean, I understand. Like, and you can't assume that everyone thinks the same way as you or understands that. You know, you're creating reports for people who really sometimes just don't care about that. They don't care about that. They just want to see the data. So, what do you rather have: a yes or a no, or a one is zero? Yeah. It's, right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I completely agree we should it. presume people don't care about data right yeah. that should be our baseline assumption is that people don't care about data and don't want it yeah if they need it it mm. will really help them right so mm. we have to do everything possible to get into a shape and a a delivery mechanism that allows them to accept it and work with it right exactly. um and i it's funny because i used to do a, a presentation where i i said hey we don't want to get involved in building out all these parts and i had all these different parts and whatnot if i'm building an elliptical i could focus in on all these different parts i said but at the end of the day i'm trying to build this elliptical and the parts that i just built were for some other one and like damn it now i I can't do any of these things right yeah
0: Uh, i'm bringing this this um comment from jeff because it kind of brings me to an area that we're kind of heading towards anyway regarding visuals but Chart titles, some of this field and, and that field and, and that sort of thing. It's, um, oh, I can't take this down now because <laughs> for some reason today, I'm a bit concerned because Restream keeps logging me out. So I'm a bit worried that oh, I'm just going to no. disappear at some point. And I literally, I literally now cannot take this, this comment off because I've been logged out of my own chat. Um, so there you go. That happened. Um, <laughs> There you go, Jeff. Your, your comment's going to stay there for the, for the rest of the stream, I think. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so basically um, visuals, visualizing data. We're kind of talking about where the data goes to and where it arrives at. And you, I think, on Twitter, yeah, 20% of Power BI dedicated to, to visuals. Um, let's speak about that all a little right. bit.
1: So this is me and you here talking, all yeah, right? Do it. We need to be encouraging the Microsoft team to be investing more time and energy into visuals right Hmm. this chat post is a perfect example that is a garbage title right like oh hey great you concatenated some things together but it's meaningless right Hmm. if microsoft was investing more in their their smart narrative capabilities that it was a meaningful title that they could produce awesome Hmm. but if not you should be turning off default titles and only you know forcing people to enable them and add those in when they add in the proper context. Yeah. All right. Ooh, look at that. We jumped all around. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to sort it out at the same time. I'm listening, but I'm just trying to sort
0: it at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's
1: all good. I can <laughs> go in on this one. All right. Go go for it. Go for we, it. We have. So, all right. Then I'm going I'm to stay on this one then while you're <laughs> sorting this stuff out. All right. When we look at each of our visuals, there's so many pieces that need to be invested in, sorted out and formatted and, and fixed. Right. For example, we have the exact same three fonts available to us in Power BI, right? Now, maybe there's more than three fonts, but is there? Like it, it, like mm. our font selection needs to be fixed. If you go into the basic formatting of any one of the visuals, those to me- need to be enhanced, right? Mm. Uh how we, how we work with slicers. Did you know I've counted five dynamic different ways we visualize dynamic slicers inside of power bi default visual five five of them and they're locked into visuals so you you, if you want to have different slicers on a page you could have five different types and you can't make them look the same no matter what you do that stuff needs to get straightened out right and that's only going to get done if we have the ability or if we have investments going into these things, right? And that's why I want to encourage if you're from Microsoft, especially uh, if you're in a Microsoft leader position, leadership position, we need to be looking at when we lay out our plans for next year, allocating 20% of our resources into building out and helping on that front. And I know, and this again, why Microsoft kicks butt in this area is they heard this and immediately reassigned two product managers over to making visuals better, right? Like me and Jeff started to go off on this uh, a while ago on Twitter, (laughs) many of you may have seen it. And within the week, within the week, uh, Gerriton had two people migrated onto this. And a week later, Kim Manis is is talking about, hey, you guys have to get these people happy with the visuals out there, right? Interesting. That if you're talking about a big organization having them change and shift and the, uh, the what they're talking about, what they're building out. That's a big deal. I, I give them all the credit in the world. Mm. Do these things need to be sorted out? Yes, they do. Right? Let's not muddy words here, right? Mm. But, but credit where's credit due? It looks like they're starting to they, they immediately heard the feedback and started to adjust. So, uh, mm. I, I, I am. I got my fingers crossed. And actually, you know what? More than fingers crossed. I have firm belief that they are going to make the necessary steps. But it's we're going to hold them accountable. We're going to c- continue on this journey of pushing for mm. these advances in resources. Uh, and, and don't make me sick Mim on that, you. Like, oh, do it. Mim is... Yeah. <laughs> do it. Uh. Oh, man. Yeah, I, it's... <sighs> Not that I can stick Mim on someone. I don't know who controls him, but,
0: you know, he's- Oh, just just mention it to him. He'll do it himself. You know what I mean? He's, he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. he's just setting down that path, you know? The slicer thing drives me crazy as well. I One of the things I mention quite often is that I really don't like the standard, slice, especially when you look at, like, um, you know, like, times, like, date slices. The way those work, I think, are very, very horrible. Um, but more than that, that just for straight when I'm building reports and I always mention it, you know, it's, you have to kind of choose and kind of pick the best of a not great bunch. What I really don't like is the, and I don't know how this could be fixed because I have no idea, I just wanted to think it should be fixed, is that the standard way... Most visualiz- visualizations work for me. Actually, encourages really bad practice with visualizations, and I saw one Twitter post today, and I forget what it was, and it was a great post about doing something. I've forgotten everything about the post, but the point is that the visualization that they used was like a stacked bar chart, and you know when it kind of looks like a bar, like a like a tube of fruit pastels with all the many many different colors, and right. it's just horrible. And if that if you basically create a visualization and you drag a legend in it And that's what you get. It's bad and it's wrong. And you're basically saying to people, this is how it should, because people think, people don't know. And you'll nope. see it post quite often. I've been working with Power BI for one year or a year and a half. And I've been, these are the visualization. These are the reports that I'm building. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing a great job because you're really trying and you've learned a lot, I'm sure. But the visualizations, unless you really start to understand how things should be looked, will remain fugly for a very long time because the out of the box experience is
1: trap visuals i think every visual should have a toggle feature setting that allows for top and and other so that when Mm. you drag in a pie chart and you drag in something here's your top three and everything else goes into the other you put in a bar chart or like a line chart and it it recognizes the surface mm-hmm. and it automatically says, Oh, you're you're taking up 80% of the surface, and I have room for 10. Here's 10, and then everyone else goes into another bucket. Um, or oh, it's really small, I'm gonna give you your top three, and then everybody else is into another bucket. Now you could toggle it on and off so that you know that you don't have to have it, but that should be the de- default behavior so that people can understand like how how this should look how these things should work you should be able to go in and like maybe control it so that you know what i always want to see the top five or top ten or whatever right Mm -hmm. but allow for that to to be a a visual that is in there work with some visualization experts on exactly how that needs to work because it needs to be right by default it does. I really, really
0: like that idea. I've got to say, I'd never, as I mentioned, when I first said that sentence, I have no idea how it could be fixed, but that is a cool idea to basically, right. yeah. Just to basically essentially bucket it from the start. Like, you know, yep.
1: Yeah. I like that just, a lot. We're always going to do that. Right. Just yeah. here it is. Toggle it off if you don't want it. Mm. Right. Heck throw it into your theme to turn it off all the time. If you don't really want it, you know, cause mm. you know, you're anti that hey, God bless, want people to do what they want, right? But I think if we were going to talk about every visual and all the random people that were wanting to get up and running and into these things, I think that would make our visuals look so much better.
0: Definitely, definitely. There's lots of good comments coming through, but I'm sorry I can't put them on the screen. <laughs> on the screen. <laughs> I'm just kind of stuck here. I feel like, like like I'm kind of talking from behind Jeff's comment, you know? Um, but... Yeah, I also just saying we like to blame Microsoft, but more often than us it's us doing some stupid stuff. It is true, but I do think that there has to be some level of responsibility for I also like Microsoft, I mean, they have a lot of, you know, they have, you know, the um the guided learning. If they had something like that as well for visualization, you know? Yep. Before you start working with before you start, before you want to show data, at least have some kind of and I know there's lots of guides out there, there's lots of websites, you know. This is how you display data, but if Microsoft actually brought some of that into, you know, the the, um, the Power BI Desktop to a click on it to go to it.
1: Uh, he, here's your um uh if you want a list of stories to add into your Jira board uh uh for your Power BI, chapters seven and eight in here just okay all the bullets right there just run through you 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 have twelve to twenty four months of work in order to deliver on these things so fantastic um, oh look look at that you can just have
0: fantastic love it see i finally put people on so they can post some links and it's paid off immediately if i could i would put that on the screen (laughs) you can (laughs) vote for automatic top end it's a great idea i really like that i'm gonna i'm gonna be so focused on that on, on that now I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for that as soon as this live stream finishes. I'm gonna go back to my own video and, and, and don't do it way. right now because we're having no, no, no. challenges, right? Pay right. attention to us now. Just in like five
1: minutes, you can go you go do it then. All right. So uh, here's another rule of thumb I would like to see. Yep. So everyone should follow Reed Havens. And yep. um reason because at some point in time me and you are going to have to send him a bill for the 4k monitors he's convinced us to buy right yeah definitely um, definitely thanks reed but uh reed has some amazing visuals out there and he Mm. finds like he is the ninja of data visualizing content Mm. right like you get a request like oh i want to do this thing and like nope that's Mm. not not possible you think but reed finds a way and reed has some great stuff so it, you know, make sure you follow and and watch his stuff. He has some great things. But I would say all of those incredible things he does should be much easier in this solution or should be, and it should be mostly out of the box capabilities, right? Like mm. he had one that, that allowed for like highlighting of visuals and changing the color, right? Mm. Well, yeah. why can't I control that inside my visuals? Right and yeah. honestly, you go watch his visuals. Like he he does a great job, and he, you know that will allow you to do those things right now. But
0: there's another guy. Um, um how is it? How to how to power BI or Baz? He's got Oh, uh, yeah,
1: Baz. Baz has got some great stuff too. Yeah,
0: he they're both very very good at um, really making some beautiful looking um, beautiful looking reports. Um, yeah, actually think about this. Think about you know things looking good, improving things. I would also. You said 20% dedicated to visuals. How about at least 2% dedicated to dashboards, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, that, that is an ongoing conversation, right? Like I I contend, here we go, Here here is another controversy. Uh, we should eliminate dashboards entirely. Eliminate yeah. them as, as they are today without significant investments. They are. uh, They have low to middling value. Uh, The only value they really bring in is the ability to bring reports and links together. For that extent, I would say we should look at harnessing and uh, extrapolating and building on the metrics capabilities. Yeah, allow for the metrics portion to be more customizable. That you can you know do more to lay that stuff out. That you can control that pain, Mm. and then that pain. You can plug into different reports in the same way that you can just drop that into a, a report. You could drop in this the, the enhanced metric into a report pane, and maybe that's just how you allow for your navigation, right? Mm, yeah. uh, so if you want to go from one place to another, you use the metrics port to, to create the, your visuals, track the items there, and then from there you you you, you navigate to other places.
0: I would also say, I know some people use them for alerts and stuff as well. I Mm -hmm. stopped doing that when there came this increased um, kind of integration of Power Automate because that would also be something to increase what you can do between Power BI and Power Automate if you did what you did. And in my opinion, a little bit what I said, dashboards wouldn't need to exist, to be honest. I think they're so far behind now. You'd have to put in so much work that could right. just kill them dead. You yep. know.
1: Yep. Yeah. Just just kill them off. Enhance the the uh, like the metric space is incredible, right? Yeah. Like I've got a a data quality metrics board mm. that allows me to track broadly quality of my data across my platform, mm. and because it's in metrics, I can take that metrics and I can attach that by default on any report that I have out there. So That's the cool. my 500 sales reports that are out there, it is, oh, add a tab, pull on the visual, make it the page mm. and out, right? It is yeah. the easiest thing in the world. And then people right inside any given report can see the quality of, of data. Uh, if there's questions, they can go in and they can post and ask like, hey, mm. why is sales zeroed for yesterday? Oh. Mm. There's an issue in our loads, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're rerunning the pipelines, so those should be up in the next hour. Like, yeah. you could have that conversation right inside there.
0: Yeah. Whereas in the dashboard, you can't even have a slicer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> it's just, they're so bad. I mean, they weren't bad <laughs> at the time eight years ago when they first came out, eight, nine years ago when dashboards came out, they actually had personal dashboards where you could, mm. like, pin and create your own thing oh that was amazing hmm. they had to kill those because their security or like okay. maintenance became an issue so now what's left has just been neutered and it's eh, kill it yeah go the metrics route or well hang on first we have to enhance the metrics get that parity and functionality um i i think there's a gap i i think the i think the alerting and capabilities for power automate are insufficient for our business users Hmm. because that's not easy enough what we need to have is something that's much more gui driven something that's on our visuals right like by default we should be able to like right click on a visual and just be able to configure it from there right um something along those lines right and and so we have to make these things easier for people so that actually takes thank you for uh, this transition, because this is I know exactly where you're going is, uh, we need to have the equivalent of notebooks, but for power query and queries inside a data marts that are integrated with teams, so that developers and analysts could have ongoing conversations around the queries and power queries that they use and maintain so that you know, you can understand what's out in the service and you can have open conversations around the things. That, I think, is something that we are really missing on a dev- development and yeah. engineering level.
0: I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I like your ideas. I like... You <laughs> <laughs> should subscribe
1: to my YouTube channel. Follow <laughs> me on Twitter, LinkedIn. <laughs> oh, love it. That's oh, awesome. No.
0: Yeah, that that would that would work. <laughs> the, the the collaborative experience
1: mm-hmm. is
0: is is quite poor. um yeah. Development. Let's yeah. make
1: it not poor. Yeah. I mean, we have Teams. Have you been in Teams? Teams, great. Yeah. Right. You you can chat. You can post links. You can you know you can do all sorts of things there. Yeah. Integrate Teams in with Power Query. Wow, mm. that'd be incredible, right? That would be awesome. Have some sort of like notebook experience inside there. Right? You know, mm. like heck allow for a, a a link over to viva so you can see the training so when like you add in five new team members and they're like oh my god it's power query hmm. what the heck is power query right there. oh there's the viva trainings that go along with this so you can get up to speed right because yeah. Yeah. every day someone comes along who's brand new every yeah. day every single one right yeah. yeah we need to get them up to speed as fast as possible uh, I, I often refer to this thing called the S curve of mastery, right? Like on day one, everyone sucks, right? Like everyone sucks. Just okay. you suck. It's okay. Uh, day one for me on anything new, I suck, right? Hmm. And you're going to suck until you have an aha moment. Like, oh, I, ah, hmm. I, I see how this works, right? Hmm. Our goal is leaders, subject matter experts, as, as as people who work in our space is we need to get people to that aha moment as fast as humanly possible. Well, how do you do that? You do that through training, you do that through communications, you do that through like being that helping hand, right? Heck, if we had Power Query or heck, even like why not our our models, right? Like why don't our models have uh, Mm -hmm. a tabular, or I'm sorry, integration with teams, right? So that as people work in these different spaces, there's an integrated place for us to go and have conversations that are directly connected to the work that's being done yeah. and the people who did the work and support it.
0: Yeah. Just that increased exposure would be so helpful just to be able to see it like right there. Just so people right. who can understand the concepts that we're talking about when we're having like meetings. So we like, you know, we have like teams and our engineers who don't really understand a lot of parts of Power BI to have it right there. So they can just look at it.
1: Right. Well, and and uh, so I do a thing called power hours every Friday from 10 AM to, or I'm sorry, 8 AM to 10 AM. We do open questions, talk through things, help people out. You would, um, I don't know if it's surprised or like the number of people who come in and like, oh, my boss, I'm an intern, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. I'm in college and my boss said, I'm supposed to build out a live streaming data warehouse. And like mm-hmm. the requirements that come in for this poor intern, it's like, no, that, no, you're you're not going to have that done by Tuesday. Let's let's level set. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: They've asked for this, which is a five-year timeline, and then they mm-hmm. gave you like till mm-hmm. Tuesday. So mm-hmm. uh let's let's talk about what you can deliver by Tuesday, right? Yeah. Um and, yeah. and and but we're unique, we have that. Not every order has that thing set up. But if we had that ability to communicate that around that, where people are able to go in and see like Hey, if I go into your model and I'm brand new and I'm I'm trying to figure something out, I can look at it and go, Oh, oh, this isn't like the mm. front end visuals make it look so easy and simple. Of course. This back end is uh mm. not, gonna, not gonna not gonna have that by Tuesday, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: I love that. Yeah, that that's a classic. Truly it is. Amazing. Um yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah, but that would be cool. I like I like those ideas, the integration within, and within Teams. Again, great comments there. Sorry, I can't bring them up. I'm enjoying them. Uh, yes, <laughs> I will be more careful about what I bring up on the, on the on the chat in the future. Luckily, this was a very good point. Uh, by Jet that, ins- that led us down a route regarding <laughs> visualization, and then uh, and then Power Power Automate and Power Query, and then Teams. Uh, next week, by the way, I'm going to have on uh, Azure McFarlane who works with Power Automate. She does really cool stuff. So it'll be a Power really. Yeah. Power automate discussion next week because I do love me a bit of power automate. Um, yeah. I'm going to slowly say thank you very much for <laughs> being well, on the chat this week. It's been awesome.
1: Well, well, thank you uh, v- very much for having me again. I apologize for being sick. Thanks Kerbal, for like stepping in at the last mi- minute Um, I I am so excited to be on this chat. I'm always excited to be talking Power BI, talking data, helping people out with this stuff. I'm actually going to Chicago. I am going to be, you don't know this, I hate to travel. I think traveling is the worst thing on the planet. Um, I I don't want to ever go any. (laughs) Where I am very <laughs> happy here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if they invented teleporters, right? Like, I would teleport to someplace, right? Yeah, okay. Like, okay, I don't want to go
0: someplace. That's so, I know that you'd rather be torn apart molecule by molecule than be on like an airplane. I like that. That is
1: okay. exactly right. And reassembled <laughs> into something that was that's a new version of me, but not me. Yes, I would rather be. Yes, that is exactly right. That's my that awesome. is my take on all travel. Uh, so it is exorbitantly special that you that if you are looking to have some like uh, to see me actually live and do a training uh, uh, sh- in September in sh- Chicago, I will be making the trek to Chicago uh, to the Data insight Summit that's put on by Reza. Um, cool. Uh, so I will be there. i got two sessions. We are talking citizen data engineering because nice. as Gartner says the number one source of data engineers is in your business already today. So you just have to find them. Uh and then we'll be talking about oh, oh this is my other favorite topic. Ooh. SQL. Right? Okay. for the okay. Power BI developer. Now that you have marts, now you get to do some fun stuff with SQL. So they put uh, your
0: two favorite things together. Oh, you must such joy I, I have from two that sessions,
1: night. One on on two one on Wednesday, one on Thursday. So uh beautiful. Yeah. I I open and then close. Like so then between I just have sessions I get to go to. So I'm very excited about that.
0: That sounds awesome. That sounds very, very cool. If I if I could fly
1: across, I'd try my best to
0: make it, but it's not going to happen. But anyone else who gets there have a lot of fun. That sounds like a really cool time. I've had a really cool time tonight. You told me I've loved your ideas as ever. I remember the first time I ever saw one of your videos and I was like, that's the level of enthusiasm that I like. That's very cool. So thank you for that. Always enjoy that. And um, yeah, everyone in the chat and the comments, even the comments that I couldn't bring up. Love it! Thank you very much. It's always an absolute pleasure.
1: And uh, just remember, keep that pushing for those visuals. Keep on it. I want to see those visuals. I want to see that power. I want to see it bring in. So
0: that's and, and that's the clip. Just that right there. That's what I'm going to post on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, awesome. everyone.
1: Thanks